0: Welcome back to another episode of Essential Dynamics. I'm your essential host, Reed McCollum, and here with my dynamic cohort in philosophy and perspective. Mr.
1: Derek Hudson. Derek, how are you today? Reed, I'm fantastic, and i'm great I'm great th- grateful that I'm the dynamic part of the dynamic duo today. You certainly are. You certainly
0: are. But we have, uh, we have a triple, we have a guest uh, villain on the episode today. And uh, it's somebody we've met before in one of our most uh, popular podcasts, because we do know that somebody listened. And uh, that would be Mr. Gregory McGillis. Uh, hello, Greg, and welcome back to Essential Dynamics. This must be a great honor for you.
2: Well, hi, Reed, Hi, Derek. It is a great honor. I've been looking forward to this for years and years. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe weeks.
0: Well, Derek, it's weeks and weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, remind us who Mr. McGillis is and uh, put us in a perspective where we can talk about uh, his uh, his accomplishments in business because that's where I want to get to as soon as we
1: can. So we had Greg on last time and Greg talked about his his quest, his journey uh, that actually started in university, which I you know, which I didn't know um, to look at ways of using technology to assist people. And one of the things that he's uh, kind of on the head on the back burner a long time is you know, using brain computer interfaces uh, as technology to help people. And so what he's working on now, as I understand it, and Greg will correct me is using brain computer interface technology to detect uh, Alzheimer's, particularly early Alzheimer's in, in people so that they can get uh, care early and then improve the quality of their lives and their families. Greg, did I get that pretty close?
2: Yeah, you, you got it right on. It's, uh, it'll, it'll help detect it in the in the more hard to, hard to detect stages.
1: So, you know, we talked uh, a lot last time about Greg's, uh, you know, experience as an engineer and uh, some of the things that he found interesting along the way that got him to this point. What I was hoping to, to, to do today is use framework of essential dynamics uh, to talk about his business venture and to maybe do a little bit of live on air coaching using the essential dynamics framework to see if Greg's thought of everything and to see if he's focusing on the essential stuff. Uh, so Greg's putting it out there for us. This is uh, you know, this is a bit of a vulnerable position to be in. Um, and we're all learning about how we do this, but I'm excited to have Greg. Uh, and so the, the format today, I think, is that uh, I'll ask Greg questions, um, get him thinking. Um, oh, we're not necessarily going to evaluate or judge his his stuff. Well, you well, will. You will. will. Okay. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and you can also evaluate the quality of my questions too, Reed. Absolutely. There you we know. are. Yeah. yeah. So, so, Greg, if we think about the... Essential dynamics, you know, we talk about it with the idea of a quest and we talked a little bit about your personal quest, but if we're talking about your business venture, the quest is really, there's a purpose. There's something that you're trying to accomplish. That's hard. You know, it's going to help people. Uh, Tell us a little bit about, you know, remind us why are you doing this or what's the purpose of this venture in terms of uh, how it's really going to make a difference?
2: well the the fundamental purpose is to enable people to have better control of their cognitive health um, help them identify if they have the uh, the negative consequence of dementia uh, due to alzheimer's disease so they can they can do something about it earlier than later and if they work on it earlier then they will uh, be able to uh, intervene to many of them can intervene
1: so Greg, have you um, put together an actual like mission statement or purpose statement along those lines with like f- formal words that you've refined?
2: Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, I have it as a, I guess you call it a unique value proposition. Yes, I do. I don't have it in front of me, but. Uh,
1: and, and have we talked about all the elements in it, or are there some other things that, that we should look at in terms of uh, understanding the purpose of, of what you're trying to do? Um,
2: well, I think we've, we've generally talked about all the elements. Yeah.
1: So let me then introduce this. This is the first um, intervention. This is the first uh, insight that uh, essential dynamics presents. I think when we talk about any kind of problem is that I believe that there's always at least two purposes that are somewhat uh, incompatible on the face of it. So I like to talk about purpose X and purpose why i think that one of the things that we find tricky in organizations in particular is you know maybe we don't even understand what the purpose is but if we if we agree on a purpose generally there's another purpose and it might be our purpose is to serve the customer and our other purpose is to make money um if you know I, there's lots of uh, lots of different conflicts that we have that are natural conflicts where it's that the answer isn't easy and it's not a priority it's just it's a question of balancing synergizing finding the uh the complementary um, aspects of things so if we put you on the spot then and say if purpose x is to help people manage their cognitive health and specifically detect uh, alzheimer's early what's what might purpose y be and you might not know but we can talk about kind of what what things might uh, might also be a purpose, and and to help you out, I'm going to frame this in the context of your business venture. Oh,
2: okay. Now a question. All
1: right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, very, good, so very good. Very yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: good. <laughs> I, uh, I I think um, actually, I, if I can, I think I've got a purpose. Uh, why? Why prime? Why double prime? That kind of thing. I, I think I have more than more than one purpose. The the fundamental purpose is is to create this solution and there will be investors that will be required for this and that they need to make money. So the bottom line, you know, is the bottom line. There is a bottom line. It needs to be a very profitable business. Um, but I think there's, um, with the, with the experience I'm gaining in coming back to school and doing all this, I'm, I'm developing a, um, I guess a greater ability, uh, some background to the influence people. I'm influencing my family. I'm, you know, hopefully making a living for my family, but I'm influencing my family. I'm influencing people that that know about this uh, this endeavor I'm after and pursuing. And and they are, you know, they're curious as I am to see how it's gonna turn out. But I think they're finding that uh, it's motivating and inspiring them too, that at least I've got it to this to this point. Um, and I and that's that's really uh, something significant. And Another purpose is uh, this will require the um, the amalgamation of uh, of a unique team some some neuroscientists some software engineers some electrical engineers that uh, that I anticipate helping them find their quest in life or at least contributing to their quest so that will help them and help their families so I'm, I anticipate building a business that will will have an impact on the people that are part of the business a, a very consequential impact
1: hey i really like that uh you know we've had some guests in the past um that have talked about the need for people to join an organization that they can identify with and you know where their their purposes or their values align we've heard it in different ways um so you're trying to solve um a medical problem um you're going to need some investment and need to provide a return to your investors. And you're also talking about building a business that has an impact beyond what the paying customer going to get because you've created an organization where people can, you know, sort of realize their potential. Uh, and then I think you're also saying that you're using this as an example You hope to use it as an example um, to your family and others. Maybe you could talk about that uh, a little bit more for a minute. What's uh, because this sounds like a lot of work to be a good example. So what what kind of example are you uh, trying to portray and what do you hope people will get from that if they never buy your product? (laughs) Did he say good example? I'm not sure he ever mentioned good example. <laughs> but uh, well, we should probably we should probably clarify that too. So now you have to defend yourself, Greg.
2: Well, I guess uh, to Reed's point, it, uh, whether it's a good example or not, seems <laughs> to be determined how well this turns out. But um, the the uh, I guess one of the things I want to start with is um, when this started three years ago, the current venture. I explained it to my wife and she had trepidation. She had concerns. She realized, oh, you're not going to be employed for a while. Okay, I guess uh, there's some financial impact and, and whatnot. Um, but she has been amazingly supportive and and my children as well. Uh, so they're curious to see what, what dad's accomplishing here. And, and and what it does for them is it it gives them confidence as well that, that they can do hard things. Um uh, in my uh, community service, uh, I'm involved with, uh, with youth groups, with a large youth group. And, and again, I refer to this from time to time with them. Um, and it, it makes an impact on them. And I'm, and I, and I'm intent on that. Um, and not just not just my reference to it, but, but my being has changed. Like I, outside, I look the same. I've lost a little bit more hair in the last three years, but, uh, but inside I'm different inside what what has happened to me by pursuing this and having the confidence to do it and going through the hard times i have become more courageous and more confident and more capable and my my purpose is to pass that on especially to the youth that i'm seeking to influence
1: okay reed what do you think is that going to be a good example i think that's beautiful i really do i really i appreciate it very
0: much greg but i wonder part of us when we're I can see people being impressed by what you're saying. I'm trying to uh, find uh, uh, an approach to Alzheimer's that will diminish uh, its effects or or, uh, better control of mental health, which is admirable. And we all want you to succeed, but how is that measured? You're probably dealing with with tiny and minute things that that are beyond my comprehension because that's the way it's gone today. But uh, if, how do how do you measure success how do your investors measure success because uh it's going to be uh, a long journey to a cure well that that comes back to the
2: primary purpose and the primary purpose is to is to make a business that is profitable so it'll, it'll take it'll probably take five years i would expect before this becomes commercialized four to five years depending on the partnerships i can i can form and the people that are part of the team but developing a clinical med tech diagnostic devices is, is not an easy undertaking. So it, it needs to be a profitable business. And I, and I have anticipated both uh, the, the, Tam Tom and uh, Tam, Som and Sam, <laughs> the full available market, et cetera, that this will be, if it's done right, a very profitable business. So my investors in, in year one or two, that's the anticipation. This will, this will be profitable and they will, Year after release, and they will find uh, a good return on the investment in the next period of time.
0: If I may, how did you find investors? What do you do? Did you go on Shark Tank and challenge them mentally?
2: <laughs> oh, I don't have investors yet. I'm I'm at the beginning stage of all this. I see. So, um, you know, I, the, but the investors there, there's a there's a very large investment community, uh, more so in the U.S. But it's also in Canada, the venture capitalists and angel investors that that support med tech diagnostic device development, but I still have things to prove. You know, I, I still have to prove that, that the, the prototype of the minimum viable product does what it says it's going to do, which is going to take another year or more. So that'll, you know, so I still have to, you know, self fund this and and funding from potentially friends and family at some point funding from government grants and that kind of thing.
1: So if I was to, distill a couple of like a purpose X and a purpose Y from what you said. Um, One of the things you said is, you know, primary purpose is to have a viable business that makes money. So if that's purpose X, then purpose, purpose Y is to uh, help families with the impacts of early onset dementia. And then your purpose set, and I'm not opposed to purpose set, um, is to show people that you can do hard things. uh, Would you, and I don't even think that, I don't think of those things in order. Uh, that's why I use X and Y and not A and B. Um, uh, would you s- say that's a fair sort of encapsulation of what you told us for the last few minutes or would you uh, um, edit that a bit?
2: No, I think it's a good summary. I mean, I, I like to say that purpose X, if, there was a, if there's a first one is to, is to do the good, um, but you need to have a business. If you can't make it a profitable business, you will not do the good. You will not well, you won't do anything with dementia.
1: Well, and I've heard you say it kind of in you know, both ways, like both orders. And and I agree with your last characterization. So the purpose is to help the people. Purpose X is to help the people. The and if your if your purpose Y is and and allow some people to make money at it. I would always be more comfortable if that was because the people got helped, Mm-mm. and not be a, not because you were able to sell it to sell it to somebody else uh, in a speculative market, and the people never got helped.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I won't pursue. I won't pursue anything like that. Yeah, if it, I, know. I I just won't. I won't do that. You know, I'll, I'll go work at Walmart. I <laughs> will not do
1: that. Well, so, but but you can you can't help the people. Uh, ultimately, unless you have a viable product. And so you need investors and they need to be convinced that there's a return and there actually has to be one so that you can, uh, you can carry on your work. I, I want to ask how, you know,
0: because uh, uh, we still haven't really defined the product for you. What is your product? Is it a pill that you're going for so that it, that people take every day or is it, are you primarily marketing yourselves to uh, medical uh, practitioners who are way ahead in scientific research. It, the The product is a headset, a neurophysiological
2: and a neuroimaging headset that will determine measure certain brain activity and compare that, you know, the measured brain activity against standards for we'll call it normal, non-demented brain activity. So it's an actual product. It's a device uh-huh. that would that these would be you know, uh, distributed throughout
0: the medical industry and, and physicians would use it in their offices. How do you convince those offices or the people who, who decide what to buy as far as equipment is concerned to use your product? How do you convince a customer to use it, especially in this skeptical age where uh, on the internet, if you look hard enough, you can find that a horse dewormer uh, can cure Alzheimer's? Oh, the the fun, the main thing is this is a medical device,
2: so it, it will require FDA class two clearance and Health Canada medical device license, and and with those that license and clearance, it, you uh, you have to uh, achieve a certain sensitivity, specificity, and reproducibility which means the product actually has to do what it says. It cannot, you can't sell a horse warmer or whatever the product. <laughs> is. It's, it's, you can't sell that to the medical community. It, it's the FDA and health Canada just won't let it happen. So I so, have to prove all that.
1: So you have to, you have to get past the regulatory hurdles and then you have mm-hmm. to get into the customer acceptance hurdles. Um, and it's a new product mm-hmm. in the sen- in a sense that the problem has been there and that, and the, um, the current methods of detection are quite different from what you're proposing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so I understand from other conversations, Greg, that you're, you're going to be starting to talk about people who would use your product. And uh, what, uh, what do you think you'll learn when you start to talk to the practitioners?
2: Well, the, the goal of doing that is to confirm uh, what, how the current assessment process works, their experience with the current assessment process, dementia assessment process, and, and what works really well, what needs are being met. So I, I need to ensure that, that my solution meets those needs, continues to meet those needs. However, there will be a number of unmet needs. I need to discern those, prioritize those with their help, and then um, ensure that that my solution Meets those unmet needs.
1: So, um, and you're you're confident that you can do that, but this is the this is the journey that you're on, is to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually title these episodes after um, you know listening to them a couple of times, um, and so we'll see what I actually use. But I can do hard things is a is a Greg McGillis quote that might end up as the as the title. So I want to go back to purpose. Uh you you talk about hard things um both with your investors and with your future employees and your your family support um are are is everyone uh motivated by the idea that people's lives could be better because of the work that you're doing? And is that the driver, I guess, to use our words that you keep tapping into to keep going and doing hard things. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, this is a, this is a quest that,
2: that many people are trying to, to do. And it's, I I guess you could say altruistic in some respects, noble in some respects, not that I consider it that way, but, but others say, wow, that's, that's wonderful. And that, that is a, um, a motivation for sure. But, but a very strong motivation is curiosity too. You know, when I, when, can I do this? Can, you know, I I had this, this, like say, 53 years ago, where's it actually going to lead? What, what will be the end result? And I, and I, I have a a big sense of adventure, to be frank, to, to, uh, you know, bring it to pass and and make it happen. Um, So it's all of those things are motivations, but but the internal motivation is is
1: probably the greatest. That's, that's fantastic. So Greg, as we wrap up, um, could you maybe paint a picture for me? My wife and I go to see my doctor, uh, and he applies this, uh, device. Horse. Horse you know. no, 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 no. Neurological headset read, get back with the program. Sorry. Sorry, Yes. Yes. Um, and we get, we get some information that says, you know, it started for me. Um, And we get it early. Tell me how my life is going to be better and my family's life is going to be better. Just sort of paint the picture of uh, what you're trying to accomplish here, because I think that'll help our our listeners understand, you know, what this what this, you know, the purpose that drives you really is. Great question. Thank you. So this will be under the care of a doctor physician, of course,
2: and the physician will be uh, interested in using this tool to supplement his own efforts or his uh, his uh, his quest, his not his quest, but his his uh, analysis. He'll get a uh, what's called a class two report, which will advise him of certain biomarkers that have been discovered. And from that, he will say, "Well, Derek, it, it looks like according to this, you are on the path to uh, I don't know exact wording, but you're the path to a dementia. And there are things that you can do. And now, again, if you're younger, then there's things more things you can do." Uh, I think I mentioned last podcast that that current research shows that about a third of the, uh, dementia impact. Or a third of people can be a third of the people who are going down the path of Alzheimer's based dementia can be, uh, can have that mitigated by lifestyle changes. So first of all, he'll encourage you to do lifestyle changes. There are drugs out there that are helping, I mentioned one before still, it's still questionable perhaps, but, but there are drugs and there will be more drugs. Um, but the big thing, too, is that once you know, you know, uh, why you're behaving the way you behave and what to look out for, you can just you, you're, you're informed. Now, it, it, some people will be afraid, perhaps, but that fear can be dealt with over time as you as you learn more about the disease. And then many, many people live quite well with dementia. They just they just have their their family structure, their financial structure, everything in place help them live live well but if they don't know then then they don't live so well because they just have great uncertainty They don't know what the problem is so this is just helping them come up with this with an answer to why am i behaving this way and what's good what's what's likely to come
0: greg i want to tell you that you are an inspirational leader uh, in my mind and i'm very grateful for your t- spending time with us uh, especially a second time to explain some of your uh your work i i don't understand a thing but i do have to say that you convinced me to stop using the horse dewormer which is a good thing because i was having trouble figuring out how to apply it so uh you have you have a a a great lesson to impart and i'm very grateful for you thanks for sharing your time on essential dynamics today you're welcome reed thank you for having me hey
1: and and greg i have to say i feel better already and I haven't got the diagnosis yet. And I don't, I don't even want to sound glib because there is some family history there. Um, If we beat the heart disease, then, you know, dementia is going to, it's going to come eventually. And I just, just really love the idea of, you know, when we know, then, you you know, we, we can prepare and we can, we can take control over the things we can take control of. And I think that is an essential element of essential dynamics is there were actors, in this and i also believe that we can do hard things so uh for, for on uh, th- thanks very much uh greg oh thank you my privilege yeah
0: you're an inspiration and thank you to uh derek hudson our guru and leader and uh, in the studio our engineer Bryn griffiths i'm reed mccallum your essential and dynamic host until next time consider your quest